Hello and welcome to episode number 133 of the Nerd Proco Podcast. That's right. It's going to be another solo episode. Uh, just playing right now was Attaboy off of Say Anything's most recent album. I have been on a big Say Anything kick recently of getting back into that. Their older albums, even though there's a lot of questionable kind of problematic things in some of their earlier songs uh still kind of a, a max bevis fan so that was attaboy i believe the album oh my god <laughs> i should have prepared once again but uh no the album is called i don't think it is that is attaboy there's probably going to be a very well-known say anything song at the end of this episode along with a uh, poem a really early uh, recording of a nerd poem that I did years and years and years ago in anticipation of the shows that are coming up at the end of this month. One on May 27th, Saturday, May 27th. That is at Freddy's Bar and and Grill. Bar and Back. Wow. I would record that again, but because this is a solo episode, I don't feel like editing. So yeah, uh, at Freddy's bar and back room that is at 6 30 p.m that is a nerd pro co podcast live i am keeping all of the possible guests a surprise because there are a lot of people who may or may not be stopping in to either do sets or to talk about stuff so I'm probably going to keep that a secret until the last possible moment, although it is very likely that it will be a very small affair with me and a bunch of the voices that you have heard on this podcast before. Kind of in a round table, audience members are welcome to participate. going to be a super chill affair. We're going to be giving out some prizes. There's going to be some quizzes. There might be some performers. There will be definitely a lot of yelling about nerd shit at this show. Please come out. There is no cover. It is a uh, quote-unquote two-drink minimum. Please come out and support that. I know a lot of people are away the Memorial Day weekend, and that is the Memorial Day weekend, but come out to that show because if it does well, we might get to do it once a month, and I would very much like to be doing that show once a month. So that is May 27th at Freddy's Bar and Back Room in Park Slope, Brooklyn, 15th Street and 5th Avenue, uh, between 15th and 16th in Park Slope, Brooklyn. And then that Monday is a NerdProCo podcast, or a NerdProCo presents the Nerd Slam at the New York Distillery. That is 7.30 p.m. at the New York Distillery. You can check uh, the Facebook event page, which I will be posting in the doobly-doo for this episode that is may 29th that monday so if you're getting back from your memorial day vacation you want to hear some nerd poetry also possibly get some uh, nerdy prizes some stuff we're going to be giving out to the audience and uh, sign up for the open mic if you are so inclined 
Maybe the poem at the end of this podcast will inspire you. Maybe it won't. But if you were hearing this and you're a fan of this podcast and you want to come read a poem, you want to just come check out like a nerdy, friendly show and hear some poetry, that is uh, May 29th at the New York Distillery in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I don't have the address right off my the head. I should because it's my goddamn, our goddamn event, but I don't have that on hand. It'll be posted in the doobly-doo. I will be talking about this next week and every week right up until the event actually the events actually happen so come out to those shows and check those out in the meantime we have this uh solo episode couple things to talk about uh number one i had sort of promised or speculated that i would do an extra american gods first episode episode first episode episode of the podcast i did not do that because i got really busy as often happens, and also why there is a solo episode instead of our Guardians of the Galaxy 2 review. Uh, short version, it's a lot of fun. Not as good as the first one, but how could that? That would have been impossible. How could it have been as good as the first one? Who? It doesn't matter. In any event, a uh, big discussion on that one coming up is... probably next week, honestly. That's going to go up. I know some people... Uh, especially people who are casual listeners to this podcast is like, where, what happened to the guests? Why are all the ge- the guests, uh, there are guests coming. That's a, I feel like, I feel like Steve Martin and parenthood It's like, cowboy. Dan is coming. Yeah, no, <laughs> there are, we are going to be having, there are going to be more guests that are going to be coming on in the next couple of months. Just uh, a lot of stuff had to be pushed back. People's schedules, all that kind of thing. All of the, the life getting in the way of having a, you know, podcast with guests instead of just listening to me talk all the time. That being said, there are a bunch of stuff that we need to talk about at the top of this show. Yes. Okay. Uh, American Gods is very good. They take some liberties from the book, but I think that there are liberties that are acceptable, especially as someone who is such a huge fan of the book. And definitely the book had a very formative effect on me about the way I think about things, a lot of the ways that I write and things that I am into and I'm a big fan of. A lot of that came from American Gods. If you're not familiar with American Gods, correct your life and go read that book. American Gods, Neil Gaiman, uh, as we have discussed on this, the game and Gaiman, I don't, I don't know, it's like Gif Jif, however you want to pronounce it, it's up to you, do that thing. I'm drinking tea, so every once in a while you will hear me sip. And maybe gulp. In any event, it's good. They take liberties that I am okay with, even as a big fan of the book. I have never, ever been a proponent of the adaptation, always has to be such a, a really close adaptation of the book i know there are a lot of people out there especially when it comes to uh, certain movies adaptations of stephen king's books speaking of which that uh it preview i honestly i don't i'm i was actually a fan i know a lot of people weren't but i was a fan the first half more than the second half of the it miniseries that was i forget what it was on and seth green was in it as a kid also, uh, Jonathan Brandeis, I think that was his name, that poor dude who was on Sequest and also in that and that terrible movie Sidekicks with Chuck Norris, and then he committed suicide, uh, so sad story that, wow, just came in on a weird bummer, eh, whatever. 
But it, yeah, the it preview. I'm reserving judgment on that, honestly, just because that's one of those books that's just so fucking long. That that book is like a thousand something pages long. It spans like two different generations, kind of. So, uh, and I know they're gonna make more than one. They're probably gonna. I mean, they'll probably do it the same way they did the miniseries. They'll do the the first film will be them as kids, and then the second movie will probably be them as adults. I honestly didn't see enough from the preview to really make a judgment, and and I don't really do that if I can help it to make judgments based on a preview. That being said, back to the goddamn point. Anyway, American Gods, I would highly recommend it if you have stars. Honestly, American Gods is the only reason why I kept stars when I had uh, DirecTV in order to watch American Gods, and it has not disappointed. In fact... If all we got out of the American's Gods was that first episode and that first scene with Bilquis, Bilquis is the god of the, you know, sex goddess, love goddess. I believe she is, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be wrong about this, she's Egyptian. It's definitely an African goddess, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about that. People can correct me. I'd have to go look it up in the book but i believe also in the book she is also bast bast who is who is definitely an egyptian african uh god but in any event if all all we got was that one scene where she sucks the very very you know right white republican ish looking dude into her vagina <laughs> spoiler but come on, I mean, if you haven't read the book, and it's like one of the opening scenes of the book, and it's it's like, whoa, wow, that, that's, whoa. And then to actually see it on screen, if all we got was that, the show would have been worth it. Because just, just that scene alone, so much uh, text and subtext going on, and a lot of the scenes, especially pertaining to immigration, the immigrant story, basically, of the United States, of, of the Americas, and how we are a country of immigrants, I think is very deliberate. A lot of the stuff that they've been doing, uh, a lot of the, uh, the imagery of slavery, especially in the second episode, the first appearance of Orlando Jones as Nancy, which, by the way, he kills it. That scene uh, is amazing, and I want to leave it at that only because I believe that there are... As a dude who is, for all intents and purposes, a, you know, white male presenting cis gender dude, I reserve my comments on that because I don't think it's, I mean, I, 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 I have a lot of opinions about it. I actually really like the scene, but, but other than that, as far as, like, giving more commentary than saying that as far as like addressing especially because the creators and the writer main writers are white i was a little concerned as were a couple other people of how they were going to handle a lot of the race issues that actually aren't really explicitly addressed in the book but they definitely and i think it was a conscious a conscious de decision on the part of the creators to address it really directly i think there's a certain aspect of the tv show that isn't in the book that is a reaction, sort of, to what is going on politically. Uh, although, if you hear some of the interviews, uh, I will say, uh, shout out to Fanbros again. Hey, Fanbros fam. 
their interview with the American Gods cast, they started shooting it before all the stuff happened, but I think it's kind of, it's interesting and, and kind of, what's the word for it, like time wise in the releasing of the show that happens to coincide with all the stuff that's going on politically and you have this show that is kind of directly directing uh addressing all these race issues and like i said i think that's all i want to say about that because like i said as a white dude and this being a solo episode in which justin or eve or any of those people aren't on this episode because uh they don't have a star so they're not watching american gods I would love other people, by the way, at NerdProQuo on Twitter. I'm going to be live tweeting it probably tonight uh, when it airs. I am recording this on the Sunday. It probably won't be up until tomorrow, so the third episode will have aired. But do follow us on at NerdProQuo on Twitter where I am tweeting about it. I will say that once there's just this line, and everyone who is live tweeting American Gods, hashtag American Gods, if you're going along with uh, Black Nerd, Black Girl Nerds and Fan Bros, I believe it is American Gods, but Gods, G-A-W-D-S, or just hashtag G-A-W-D-S. Like I said, I'm giving, a, I'm giving another shout out to Fan Bros. Uh, I sent you guys a very nice letter. Uh, unfortunately, they could not make it. <laughs> I'm giving you behind-the-scenes information. They could not make it to the live show because it is Memorial Day weekend, which I did not realize when I booked the show. I was like, oh shit, it's Memorial Day weekend. Only half of the people who were, who would have come out are going to be able to make it out. But uh, still, shout out to them. And a bunch of people were just reacting to that second episode, that first scene with Anansi and Orlando Jones, where he's talking to basically a bunch of slaves on a slave ship. And he just goes, you, you, don't, you don't know you're black yet. And just like the whole context of that, I can't adequately explain it i think you just have to see it like the visuals on the show are stunning and the way they're really going in on all the issues that the show kind of brings up that weren't really explicit in the book but are now made explicit on the show and the way it plays with you know our history and racist imagery is really interesting and i i said i wasn't going to comment on that and here i am commenting on it but uh yeah, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up in the comments for this on iTunes. Leave a review on iTunes. God damn it. I think maybe one person has done that. But leave a comment or a review on iTunes. It does help us. It does boost us a little bit. If you leave us a review, please hit subscribe if you like the show, especially after the live stuff. I've been trying to you know live tweet The Flash and live tweet American Gods and a couple other shows. But yes, I would highly recommend American Gods. Also, Ian McShane is perfect as Wednesday. He's 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 magnificent. Uh, the guy who plays Shadow, whose name I am drawing a blank on right now. You figure I'd pull all of this stuff up, but if you're at all a fan of this podcast, you know that I I, I don't prepare, especially for a solo episode, because I don't know necessarily. I have a vague idea of what I'm going to talk about. Generally, when there's other people on the show, there's a specific agenda. I don't I don't have a specific agenda when I'm talking doing solo episodes like this one. So, yeah, uh the guy who plays Shadow is actually really good. Emily Browning haven't seen that much of her as Laura, but I'm interested to see what they do. I'm interested to see uh, Crispin Glover. I'm waiting to see what he's like cuz I always love seeing him 
be Crispin Glover, essentially, because he now just essentially plays Crispin Glover and everything. But yes, highly recommend, at least so far, American Gods. I am uh, Giancarlo Esposito playing Mr. Ibis, introducing each episode with like the little vignettes from the... Some of which aren't actually in the book. They kind of adapted some of them from the book. And they're starting each episode, uh, the Coming to America segments from the book. And they're interspersing them as the intros, the shows. But it's it's only been two episodes. So I feel like I might take a pause of talking about American Gods and then come back it, to, to it later. I also am very aware and have been catching up with a couple of other shows. Doctor Who started up again, watching that, having mixed feelings, Elia Lucero and me will definitely be having an episode probably about halfway through the season, maybe waited all the way until the end of the season to talk about uh, Doctor Who, uh, Elio, Eliel and me being the resident Whovians of the Nerd Poco podcast. We will be talking about that soon, so I will not be addressing that on this podcast. I will be addressing... The reveal that Savitar, spoiler, 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 if you haven't watched it, although, to be fair, the way I talked about it last time, the way they've been holding it on on the flash of who Savitar is, by the time you get to the reveal, you're just like, all right, because Fantastic for two seasons of the Flash, this third season has been kind of bleh. Not bad, just eh. Definitely dig, as I mentioned last episode, Killer Frost. Like her much better than Caitlin. Now feel like poor Tom Felton as character who, as name I'm forgetting, he's Tom. Again, he's he's Draco Malfoy for the rest of his life. And I'm not even that big of a Harry Potter fan. And that poor Tom Felton is going to be, you know, Draco Malfoy for the rest of his life. If for... To give you an example, I can't even remember what his character is called on the show. And I know some of you are big Flash fans. It's like, it's, a, it's this guy. Maybe it'll come to me as I'm talking. But that, I feel like, is emblematic of how mediocre that character is. It's like, oh, wow. Your character is so mediocre and kind of forgettable that I've literally forgotten what the name of your character is. You're that insignificant. Uh, once again, Joe West is the actor who plays Joe West is the best part of the show. Second best part of the show is Cisco. Kind of a cute little relationship between the new character, scientist character, whose name I'm also drawing a blank on, and, and HR, Tam Cavanaugh. I, Tam Cavanaugh, Tom Cavanaugh is, is great. I mean, most of the cast are still pretty good. It's just that the stories are just not great. So, spoiler, Savitar is a future version of Barry Allen, the Flash, who goes evil for reasons that are flashy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's my indictment of that show. Is, is he goes evil for reasons that are emo and... Flash oriented. I don't know what. What were the previous plots of the Flash? Why he got angry and emo and went kind of evil for a while? Yeah, it's it's the the blah 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 Flashpoint blah 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 Tam Tribal blah 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 Iris's death blah blah blah. Yeah, can you tell I'm a little worn out on the show? I really hope that I don't start 
like spite watching the flash the way I, I, I started to spite watch agents of shield. Although agents of shield, those last couple of episodes of the last season were pretty good. I'm interested to see what they do with the new season, whatever. Speaking of Marvel, a couple other previews have come out. Uh, the Thor preview, really excited about. I think I talked about that last time. A new Defenders preview came out. Super excited about Defender. Substantially less excited that Iron Fist, the, you, know, I, you know, different creator, different guy, different showrunner. Yeah, I think we've gone over this before. Excited about that. Finally released a new Wonder Woman preview. God damn it, that it's like less than a month away. It's like, way to go, Warner Brothers. Having faith in your thing while Marvel just like blitzed the shit out of all of their movies, including releasing the the little Inhumans teaser, which I have not watched yet. I have very mixed feelings about how that's going to go, so I'm not... Uh, and humans are not really my favorite characters, so... Whatever. But yeah, uh, so hope Wonder Woman is good. It looks like it might be good. It also looks like... Because Steve Trevor is just a useless character in the Wonder Woman mythos. I know why he's in there, but it's just like... And I have no particular issues with Chris Pine. But it's just like one of those things where you're watching is like, oh, great, yeah, yeah, we have to have the dude who's love interest because, because no reason. There's no reason. Can we just all agree on that? Like there's Steve Trevor is a stupid character. I know he's like a core part of like her sort of origin story, but can, can we all just agree that he's unnecessary? Please? Can we all agree that that man is unnecessary and we can just have Wonder Woman without having a male love interest, just like we can have, uh, you know, a male character without a female love interest? We don't have a we don't have to have a romantic subplot. Like, come on, whatever. I don't know. I seem to be very bitter and angry. I don't know. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Like I said, I'm not gonna get into personally. It's always it's not always, but oftentimes it's. The most detail that I will give you is that there are there are some family issues and there are some financial issues. They are not related to each other. And that has been kind of kicking me in the balls. And solo episodes instead of guests. And scheduling conflicts, also solo episode instead of co-hosts, which I always love having on. In any event, so that is The Flash and Wonder Woman. Exciting, very exciting news is that Donald Glover, who I am a huge fan of, is going to be writing and producing an animated Deadpool series for FXX, which is just like, that's fantastic, and hey, can we get the guy who, the co-creator and writer from from Archer in on that too. Like, can we get those two dudes together to just do a Deadpool series? And that would be fantastic. Also still salty that Cassius and Clay never got picked up. That's all I'm going to say about that, but very excited. Trust Donald Glover. Atlanta is great. You should watch Atlanta. You should buy Childish Gambino albums. You should have, you should have watched community when it was on 
And if you do, did not, then you should just watch reruns of Community on, I think Community is on Netflix. If it's not, it's on one of the thingies that you pay for. So go check that out. I'm really salty on this episode. I don't know why. I seem very pissy. I, I guess it's I'm going through the male PMS is, is the way my other friends. I believe it was Charlie. Charlie has been on this podcast before. Hey, Chuck. She is uh, referred to as like, yeah, you're having like a male PMS moment. That seems to be what this is. In any event, in not so exciting news, uh, in more what the fuck nerd news. I mean, maybe it's because there's nerd shit that's come out that's just like maybe salty. I don't know. The announcement that uh, Young Justice Season 3 is only going to be available on DC, Warner Brothers' new paid thing, instead of having the series on Netflix. Uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. DC. What, what, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, why? 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 I love Young Justice, alright? And, and Young Justice got sort of a second life and popularity through the phone, through the fans, through watching it on Netflix and to not have Netflix due to third season is just like, because DC Warner brothers wants to squeeze some money out of it is just like a slap in the face to all of the fans. Many of you might pay for it, might pay to see young justice season three on DC's new paid service. And also maybe watch the new live action teen Titans show but it's just like what why like, ugh, it's a mistake it's a money grab it's a clear money grab and a mistake which seems to be all that dc is doing right now not to say that marvel doesn't do more you know marvel slash disney isn't doing money grabs i mean come on they have is it two three of the biggest franchises in all of movie history you know, if you include Star Wars, Star Wars and Marvel, like they're they're you know not that any of that isn't also its own massive you know mega business conglomerate bullshit. But creatively, the stuff they're putting out, uh, with the exception of Iron Fist, doesn't seem like even the not so great stuff isn't terrible. And DC just continually. Even the shows now, like even the Flash, kind of going downhill, is just like ugh, just making me sad. As a deep, and I'm not a huge DC Comics fan, but it's just it's a bummer. It's it's a fucking bummer, is what it is. Uh, and even more, what the fuck news? They are going to be apparently doing a Hellboy reboot. Sans Ron Perlman and uh, Benicio, not Benicio del Toro. My God, Guillermo del. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. In any event, yeah, uh, a Hellboy reboot without Ron Perlman or Guillermo Toro, which is also a massive fucking mistake. So, yeah, I don't... I read the announcement on Twitter, and I tweeted at... I, I forget, I think it was Geek Trench on Twitter, at Geek Trench. I think that's the dude on Twitter giving you... Dude or lady, I don't know. It's Twitter. I don't know. Unless you identify a gender, I don't know gender. However you want to identify yourself, even if there is an agenda, whatever. But I saw that. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, that's... No. 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 Why would you do that? That's a, mis that's a mistake. So, yeah. There's that... Uh, so things to be excited about nerd wise this week. 
Uh, definitely American Gods. Getting to get excited about. Definitely. Oh, oh. Okay, been catching up on Into the Badlands. I will say, people. A couple people have asked, is that a good show? Is a complicated question because if you are a fan of like kung fu movies, like Shaw Brothers, well, not necessarily Shaw Brothers because there's more wire work uh, and better fight choreography. At least the early Shaw Brothers stuff. Definitely recommend Into the, Bio- Into the Badlands. It is definitely a B movie sort of, especially the first season is very much a B movie guilty pleasure indulgence. It is a uh, story, you know, it's kind of post-apocalyptic, sort of Mad Maxian, although not like nuclear holocaust, but definitely something's happened. Guns have large, guns have gone away. There's still like cars and gas and stuff. Everyone fights with swords and it's very immediate. Basically, everything's gone back to a kind of feudal society where it's led by barons, at least uh, from what I can see, it's the United States. And they've kind of alluded that something happened, and it's definitely in the United States. So, but the fight sequences are incredible. First season, the acting is very up and down. Second season, the acting has definitely improved. Also, Nick Frost is now part of the cast. And Nick Frost just being... Nick Frost, if you're at all a fan, if you're a nerd, you should know who Nick Frost is. If you don't know who he is, he was in all of Edgar Wright's movies. If you don't know who Edgar Wright is, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Hot Fuzz, sort of Ant-Man, although he he still had a producer credit on that, but he did not actually end up directing that. So check out Into the Badlands, especially because Nick Frost is in it, and there's some... Things that are revealed in midway through, now that we're like midway or a little bit more than midway through the season of Into the Badlands, the things that have been revealed about some of the characters, especially about Nick Frost's character, stuff that he's been kind of hiding, not sinister stuff, but stuff that you're just like, yes, Nick Frost gets to be that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, big fan of it. A lot of the actors who weren't that great the first season have gotten better unfortunately one of the main characters if not the main protagonist great you know when he's doing the physical the action stuff and still not the greatest actor sorry uh not especially when he's doing like dramatic scenes not entirely convincing but i don't think I don't know. If you're watching Into the Badlands, I don't think you're watching it to, for the massive drama. You're watching it for the fight sequences and kind of the dynamics. Also, if the costume designer on that show has not won an Emmy yet, give the costume designer on that show an Emmy because the costume design on that show is ridiculous. It's, it's, it's gorgeous, the costume design on that. Uh, and the fight choreography is fantastic. And Kung Lee who uh, was a UFC fighter, a very well-known and very highly uh, decorated UFC fighter, plays someone on the show. Uh, If you're not caught up, I mean, like I said, spoilers, we're more than halfway through the season. Now, a couple of characters have have died. So, yeah, not main characters, but like some characters who I was kind of excited about, they are now dead. Uh, I would, if you are a Kung Fu fan, if you're at all a fan of martial arts movies, I would definitely highly recommend 
Into the Badlands, if you are looking for high drama or if you're expecting something more along the lines of maybe Walking Dead, I don't know if I can recommend Into the Badlands. It definitely, I don't know. I think for a nerd audience, highly recommend Into the Badlands for the casual watcher. I think you would fall. You could fall either way. Although I do think it's it's pulling a Battlestar Galactica in the fact that the all of the things that are kind of weaker about the show are getting better in this second season. And now they've officially approved a extended third season. So hopefully we get you know the kind of the the good. That, the reason why I make the Battlestar Galactica analogy is we're going to get the, uh, hopefully with Into the Badlands, we'll get the the pretty good and intermittently great second season and then that fantastic third season, which is what I'm hoping Into the Badlands becomes, where it hits that third season, you're just like, oh, this is fucking one of the best shows on television. And then, and hopefully what won't happen is that it'll go on for a fourth season in which you're just like, what happened to all of the plot lines? I almost turned into Christopher Walken there. And says, what happened to all of these dangling plot holes? Anyway, yeah, I'm hoping that ha- doesn't happen. Who knows, it'll be approved for uh, a fourth season. No anime stuff to talk about. <clears throat> Almost turned into the Mad Hatter Joker girl person there. I almost turned into Mark Hamill there for a second because uh, uh, my throat started to close up. Uh, it is spring, so I, I am having allergies and doing a half an hour where I talk straight is a little bit exhausting vocally. But yeah, I think nerd-wise, I mean, there's nothing to talk about really anime-wise or comic book-wise because I haven't been able to buy any new comic books. I will say, if you want to uh, keep up with comic books, uh, when LEL, we're definitely going to be having a Doctor Who episode, but when he comes on, there will probably be a couple more show recommendations and some comic book recommendations coming up because he has been buying comic books. In fact, once again, a shout-out to Ben Amin from Fanbros and Fanbros in general, comics I copped. I've been wanting to do that hashtag, but I haven't really... I've been rereading a bunch of comic books, so I haven't done that. I... You'll see some stuff coming up soon. There is going to be some anime stuff coming up soon. I have, I'm getting slowly through the third season of, of Naruto. And a couple movies that I will be reviewing soon. There will be an all-anime episode coming soon. It's just a lot. Like I said, a lot of stuff has been pushed back. A lot of topics that are going to be we're kind of holding off on, especially game stuff, until the live show. So make sure you come out to that live show if you are around. That is May 27th at Freddy's Bar and Back Room, 6.30 p.m. Make sure you come out to that. And I think that's it. Uh, Let me look through my pretend notes that I do not actually have. 
you know what? Uh, yeah. And if you listen all the way to the end of this, God bless you. You probably hear a poem. And let's go out on another Say Anything song. All right? Right? Yes? Stay nerdy, y'all. It's not a spark in space, an episode of willing grace. Controversial yet mundane, Deborah's messing with your brain. Even Scientologists know there's more to all of this. Search the ruins for trapdoors, wonder what you're put here for. Simple as a hint of gas, climbing nostrils as you pass. Making Harvard graduates feel childish when they laugh at it. Climb the rungs to kingdom come, sour patch to acid tongue. Are you opposed to having fun? You clench the world between your buns. You could do better, you could do better. You could be the greatest man in the world. You could do better, you could do better. You could be the greatest man in the world. Your life is always the Nerd love. I want a nerd girl. I want glasses taped together into middle kind of love. I want superhero on your t-shirt kind of love. I want messy, smelly, nervous, awkward flop sweat kind of love. I want a girl who can talk dirty and elvish. I want a girl who when she's angry with me sometimes screams con. I want a girl who during an orgasm sometimes screams con. A kind of girl who understands that role-playing is something you do with cards and computer games, as well as in the bedroom. You think you know Kinky? We'll watch Blue Angel and then cosplay about it. I want 12-sided die used as anal beads kind of love. Okay. Maybe that one's a little too much. See, I want a girl who understands that comic book reading time and watching Battlestar Galactica are things you do in silence, but watching Holy Grail or The Big Lebowski are things you do screaming at the screen. A girl who talks about her action figure and vintage Star Wars memorabilia then stays up late to watch Adult Swim while we cuddle on the couch. A girl who will dress up as Slave Princess Leia for me. A girl who measures the milestones in her life according to episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but fuck Buffy, I want a willow. Seasons 1 through 3, Willow. If you actually get that reference, I will marry you right now. I want a nerd girl. Wrap me in your geekiness. Show me the depth of your awkwardness and insecurities. We'll dive in wholeheartedly together. And when we climb back out, we'll make a stop at the backs of my retinas so you can see how beautiful you look through my eyes. We will dance. Even when we know people are laughing at us. Fuck it. Because people are laughing at us, getting funky fresh with our spastic selves. This is nerd love, and when they see our unabashed joy in who we are and how strong we can be together, they will be dumbstruck with fear when they realize how hollow their love is compared to ours. We will show them what real love looks like. <laughs>